All right, welcome into TIYF Podcast, everybody. This is the April 19th, Wednesday edition of TIYF Fantasy Football. Welcome in, everybody. We got a nice show for you guys tonight. Going to be about an hour. But before I get into the agenda and all that stuff, let me introduce my main man, the truth, Paul. How you doing, Paul? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm a little heartbroken over some NBA action this last couple of days. But, you know, we're here to talk football, Ryan. So let's just stick to it. Uh, how about that? Yeah, uh, but every, yeah. every, <laughs> everything's great though man i see you with your king good. shirt man congratulations on the two Here wins we go. back to the playoffs <laughs> everybody yo um yeah we'll stick to football for this one i'm trying to tiptoe around paul he's he's one of my best friends so i'm not trying to rub it in too much but <laughs> i don't know we'll, we'll we'll get to that later on so this is a football <laughs> podcast let's stick to it so uh what do we got on the dock for you guys tonight Got a few things. We're going to cover some NFL news, which from last week to this week, we've had quite a few things happen. So we're going to touch on all those things and especially touch on how they relate to fantasy. Um, we're going to go over some quarterbacks um, that could potentially break into the top five. And these are going to be names that really you probably will never think that could break into the top five for next next season, 2023. But we got some discussions and we got some guys that we think might be able to get into that top five potential sleepers at quarterback and then for number four or actually not number four but number three on the agenda we're going to go over some negative regression touchdown candidates so these are going to be guys that popped off last year had 17 19 20 touchdowns um, and could potentially go back down to or regress to the mean so we're going to cover that and it's actually um, quite a big list paul i don't know if you had a chance to take a look at that but it was, uh, it was i massive. did man i did i did it's a little lengthy yeah. there but i'm sure we can yeah. we'll be able to sum it up uh and in good fashion good order and you know get all the details uh we need out of that seriously and before i move on any further we got big ant in the building Ant, how you doing man not too bad not too bad man better late than never good. no <laughs> you're, you're right on time dude i didn't got out of the intro yet so you're good <laughs> Yeah, good to see you guys. So like I said, we got a good show for you. We got tons and tons of content that we're going to slam into an hour for you. So sit back, get a drink, and enjoy. So here we go. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Quit wasting time. So first up on the NFL news doc, let's just start off with quarterback. Jalen Hurts agrees to terms for a five-year deal for $255 million contract extension. Um, I think it's A-plus, good for him. Highest paid quarterback in the NFL next season on a per year basis. Um, I personally 100% think he deserves it. And let's start with you, man. What do you think? Uh, I saw someone said something about how he is kind of mad how every quarterback, you know, the ladder goes up. Um, one quarterback gets paid the most, next quarterback needs to get paid the most after that. I kind of agree with that. I don't feel like every quarterback should get paid the most just because they're the next quarterback up. Um, I don't, I don't recall who tweeted that. I think it's in one of our group chats. But um, I think he deserves the money. I just don't think he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback. So it's kind of like you see it both ways. You know, you, you're not you're not going to be like, hey, man, Jalen Hurts, you're tough out quarterback, but I don't think you're worth that much money. So I kind of feel like you have to do that. So you're kind of in, in a situation where you either risk and reward or you just pay him and not deal with, not deal with it like uh, Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, I, I, I think he deserves it. I just don't think he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you kind of touched on something real quick. Like, do you think that's why he got, like, a five-year contract instead of, like, a 10-year like Mahomes? Yeah, I, I just feel like quarterbacks are getting smarter. They want to get paid more than once, you know, and then if they ball out, 
three, four, five years down the line, they're going to get that big, big, big deal like Mahomes got. So you, it's kind of like the Kirk Cousins has been getting all them guaranteed contracts for the past four or five years. Um, but he, he only – these quarterbacks are going to pay it a lot more than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Paul, what do you think, man? Uh, it's good for the Eagles, man. Like uh, we're talking about um, every time the quarterback's ready to get paid, like Burrow's going to get paid here soon. We know he's going to probably get a, a bigger contract than that. And all these quarterbacks are just – it's it's getting higher and higher every time somebody be, is ready for a, a contract extension here. But, um, yeah, it's good for the Eagles. Um, they try to They try to, you know, do it sooner than uh, having to pay a little bit more later. So that's always good. And uh, my, my thing with, with, with the contracts, man, like – these quarterbacks take all of this money out of out of these teams, man. But when you look at it, Tom Brady, you know, when he's best quarterback, you know, in the game, you know, playing at in, in his prime and all that. But he was never, oh, you never hear, you know, his contract extensions going for something crazy. He was always around the middle of the pack, and he was always a team kind of player. But we all know he was the best quarterback in the league. But he was never paid number one, you know, money or or paid like the number one quarterback all the time. He was still, you know, team friendly. And he knew that, and it would help his team overall um, be able to sign the key players that he needs to be successful uh, as an all-around NFL team. Very good point. Yeah, I uh, I was listening to another podcast kind of talking about this quarterback situation a few weeks back, and um, there's kind of like two ways to build your team right now in the NFL. You either have like a superstar quarterback like a Mahomes and, or a Jalen Hurts now, that is on that like max contract type of deal that takes up, I don't know what it is, 25, 30% of the cap. Mm -hmm. Um, So you either got to build your roster that way or what a lot of teams try to do is you get that rookie quarterback that's a stud on a rookie contract and then stack the team around them, kind of like the Eagles from last season. So, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, And, you know, that's good on Brady, man, to, to at least help his team a little bit. Um, and which makes sense why they had a dynasty going for so long. So, yeah, totally agree, man. But how many quarterbacks are on teams that are just well overpaid and are not even worth the money, man? I mean, there, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are way overpaid. Am I, am I wrong? I think so. Like, the only guy I think – I don't have a list of quarterbacks in front of me and how much they make, but, like, I think Mahomes is worth the $45 million. Because he pretty much ran the team by himself mm-hmm. with Kelsey. But outside of that, like, I don't know what you guys think. Like, Cousins, was he worth the money? He didn't do anything. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> if you don't win the ship, it don't matter. And he's, yeah. This is, this is banked off guaranteed contract for the past four years, man. Every year, guaranteed contract, guaranteed money. And I know Deshaun Watson, you know, just coming back. So that's another one to watch. I see how, how he does next season because that'll be his first full year so if he doesn't you know produce out there i mean that might be another one because after this season i think ant talked about it last week uh this guy's gonna be making crazy amount of money per year and you're yo that's that's outrageous money for a quarterback you're taking 40 almost 40 percent 35 percent of the team's salary yeah man i forgot all about his contract yeah, that's that's huge money, and it's all guaranteed. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's right. the one. Yeah. That's the one we're gonna pay attention to um, this season because he needs to produce. And it, you know, you give him these last couple games, you know, of the season. Yeah, okay, he's been gone for a while, but now you got a whole training camp. This guy has to come in here and he has to produce. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to keep an eye on. I thought he was dreadful last season, man. After the suspension, um, hopefully he turns it around for the Browns. I know they're expecting to change their offense and be more. 
um, faster flowing, more passing. We'll see. You know, <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a tall order to live up to. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. Yeah. All right. On to the next piece of news. So we got the 49ers receiving trade calls on former first round QB Trey Lance. Yeah, I just heard about this one today. Um, I'm going to save my two cents. Let's start off with you, Paul. What do you think, man? I mean, it looks like that. I mean, if they're if they're taking calls, maybe to see. I mean, maybe it's worth it. But but they put a lot. They put a lot of a uh, uh, first round picks into this guy, man. For to you already be like, I think I saw the report. They're like, ah, we just want a a second round and a third round. But like, you gave up two first round picks for the guy. I mean, credit. He hasn't even really had a chance yet. I, I've seen him in a couple of games. I I didn't like what I saw in the games that he started. But I mean, he's still under rookie contract, man. I mean, you might as well keep him on the team. You've already invested in him, and you never know what's going to happen. What if you know you bring Purdy back and then he goes down? I mean, you still got a solid backup quarterback. I don't think you get rid of him, man. You you don't you don't trade him at all. I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. And what do you think, man? Paul, you're not a fan of Sam Darnold? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. They got him in the San Francisco now. One year deal. Nah, man. I mean, I'm all for it. They need they need to get, they need some money. They need some investment back. Uh, they need picks. They need all the help they can get um, on the pick front. So, I mean, they they they're 100 making Purdy their guy, regardless if they say it or don't. The way he played, the way the team ran around him, um, he was clearly their guy. If he wasn't hurt, they probably would already announced it, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, basically whatever they can get for him, I think they'll take. Uh, but the, the only I, I like to Paul said was that he's on a rookie contract, so it doesn't really hurt you if you keep him. So it's kind of like you you, you can yeah. throw him out there and you can try to get the most you can for him. At the end of the day, if you don't yeah. like the the return, keep him. But you could also get maybe a couple seconds for him. I don't I don't I don't see I don't see him getting a first, you know. But mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah, this is going to be one of those things where um, you know how well does the 49ers management handle sunk cost? Because I think at this point, it seems like they don't have the confidence in them right now. You know, which is why they're probably fielding trade calls for them. So, you know, kind of like what you said, Ant. You know, what is what are they going to be willing to take? Um, George is in the chat. He's our he's our 49ers expert, <laughs> saying they got to get something good back. Um, I don't know what the market is, but you know, if they really don't want them, try to get something out of them. Um, but on that note, before we leave this real quick. Let's just do a rapid fire. If Trey Lance does get traded for a, a fantasy for fantasy purposes, what teams would we like to see him go to? I, I didn't really like the way he played. I don't even know if he has fantasy value. Like, uh, I mean, he's not like one of the guys that's just going to come onto another team and just shine and be a top ten quarterback. So, I mean, I, I mean, I know he can run, but I mean. Yeah. We we know knows what happens when you just have a running quarterback. You got to be able to you got to be able to pass the ball. And I've seen him throw a couple of balls that were like, like yikes. So I mean, he, it's for fantasy value. I don't think he's. I mean, if you trade him somewhere, I don't think you're gonna get fantasy value out of him right away. Yeah. So we got we got Billy in the chat saying, uh, you know, Miami replacing Tua, which we're gonna touch on that here in a second. Yeah, it's not a bad uh, spot. Yeah, the first team that came to my head was Atlanta. What about you, Ant? All day, uh, Tampa Bay. That's Ooh, yeah, not bad that's, either. That's a good one. Yeah, I actually they, like that a lot. <laughs> they got talent around them. They got talent around them, and uh, I mean, they don't really got a quarterback there. They they got Trask, and uh, they signed Baker. But come on, I mean, 
Yeah. I got Baker, man. You don't believe in Baker? <laughs> nah, man. We all gave Baker. We all gave Baker a chance. But uh, <laughs> I also thought about maybe Tennessee. I actually heard a little bit about Tennessee as an option. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Tennessee's even doing. You know, they're talking about trading Henry and starting all over, which don't make sense because Mike Vrabel clearly doesn't start over. He's, he's obviously not the, he's not, he's not the type of coach to do that. He's a win now guy. So yeah, uh, George well, and Pat's would be good too. Yeah, Pat's would be nice. Um, what if the Raven? What if the Ravens trade Lamar, man? You bring in Trey Lance. Uh, Lamar's saying, man. I'm, hey, man, I'm just throwing it out there, man. You never I know. know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, hey, I've, been, I've, been, I've been on the Lamar trade the whole time. You guys know me. All a right. couple of these teams, and like, man, that Bucks one—that's intriguing. That's a nice yeah, one, actually. He's nice and young, and the Bucks, you know, the Bucks can be set for the next decade yeah. if you panned out. So, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh man, if. All right, let's move on. So next up on the news, Doc, Steelers finalizing a trade to acquire Rams wide receiver Allen Robinson. Um, looks like they're going to receive a 2023 seventh-round pick, uh, Steelers, in exchange for Robinson and a seventh-round pick. So it looks like they upgrade their seventh-round pick a little bit. Um, be a quiet trade week, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, that's pretty much the only trade. Allen Robinson? Rap, rapid fire. Oh, man. Paul. Good for fantasy or who cares? Smash or pass? I'm passing on Allen Robinson, man. <laughs> Smash or pass? Robinson to Pittsburgh. If they had a better quarterback, I'd consider it, but I'm passing. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pass. They still have Deontay Johnson there. They got the other guy, Pickett or Pickens. Mm-hmm. I like George they Pickens. Four, they got like yeah. four receivers, dude. They got Pickens. Yeah. They traded for. Uh, they traded. They traded somebody. They oh, like Clay, a, uh, Clay, Claypool. Chase Claypool. Yeah, they have like a late first round pick for him. Like then they got Dante yeah. Johnson. Deontay Johnson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch, bunch of do, do you guys remember last week when we were talking about uh, players that we would never draft again? Was Allen Robinson on one of our lists? Probably all. Of them. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I don't. Has, remember, I mean, I yeah. didn't say him, but uh, he's dead to me. Yeah, he's dead in the water, my boy. I, I I'm, I'm not touching him with. Any kind of picks in in a draft. Not even yeah. if he got hot for two weeks, I probably still wouldn't take him. You know, guys, yeah. you, you know, with all my quarterbacks, I, I got no room for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Next piece of news: Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley says he is one of the better receivers in this league. So looks like he's hyping himself up. Um, I'm actually mildly confident in him, especially in that Jaguars offense. Uh, and you are the Calvin Ridley expert. What do you think, man? I love it. First, he came out and said, uh, "If he plays and doesn't get hurt, he's gonna throw. He's gonna throw a fourteen hundred yard burger." Fourteen hundred yards, yeah. Yeah. Now he's saying he's one of the best, one of the best years in the league. Um, that's a little bit of a reach, but he could be top fifteen for sure with that offense. Him and Christian Kirk. Um, that's a no brainer in my opinion. But you, time will tell. You know, he's never had. A, he's never had a quarterback like uh, like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, to, the thing I always remember about him is he's a he's a route technician. He's gonna get open, man. As long as Lawrence can find him, which Lawrence is improving too. So, yeah, I, I like the fit. I'm with you guys. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news. So, Tua Tagovailoa considered retiring from following the 2022 season due to all the concussions that he suffered. Um, I actually just learned about this one about an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it really – it was like seeing the headline was kind of eye-popping. I was like, geez, the guy's actually considering it. Um, I'm a, I, 
it kind of worries me a little bit from a fantasy standpoint. I know he's going to go for this next season. At least that's what it sounds like. Um, I think it's a little bit worrisome. What do you guys think? Let's start with you, Paul. I think for sure if he's already considering it and he's going to play this season and if it kind of happens and duplicates the same thing as last season, I think he retires. I mean, you don't – I mean, it's injuries suck, man. I mean, it's part of the game. But concussions, you mean, that's one of the worst things you could, that could happen for a quarterback. And, you know, you don't want to be messing with that brain, man. So, I mean, we see a lot of guys go out, and this guy's getting – he's just getting con- concussed too many times. And uh, for his safety and for, you know, for his life, if he has another season like last season, I, I'm pretty sure he retires. Yeah, um, and everything you just said, exactly what I was thinking. And you got anything to add to that? I mean, at the end of the day, man, your health is all that matters. Uh, you, got, you got quarterbacks who are drooling, losing their memory, uh, so on and so forth. And they get Jim McMahon. He can't even remember what he does from day to day now. This dude got knocked around for 15 years. So, I mean, if you have three concussions in one season, you got, you got, you got a future. You got, you know, kids down the line probably. You know, there's more than football. That's saying a lot because we're, we're just average Joes, but, I mean, in the, the day, you still got a life to live, you know, outside of football. You still got to go home, you know, every day. So, exactly. um, he, he, he could be a great quarterback. Got the weapons around him. Um, you know, got all the tools, got a good coach to, to, you know, make him better. But, I mean, if you're, like, if you, if you you're going to get hit and hit and hit, you know, then there's nothing you can do about it. You got to call it quits at some point. But I, I think your question was, your question was, do, do I think he retires? Or just, you know, what do you think about it? I, um, you pretty much nailed it, man. I mean, I, I yeah. thousand percent agree okay. with you. You know, end of the day, I mean, your health is what matters most. Andrew Luck, um, man, I just want to throw that out there. Look, he was yeah. look yeah. at Andrew Luck at the top, and he's at the top of his game. We're yeah. talking about, you know, and you, he was talking about he was hearing people talk to him, and he was in a house by himself, <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. So let's I mean, stay. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, but it's not funny, man. I, I see a lot yeah. of people talking to themselves just on a daily basis. Got on my homestead. All right, let's let's stick with the Dolphins real quick. So uh, Tyree Kill set to retire after his contract with the Dolphins. I'll be honest. I I think he's got like what two three years left. That doesn't really phase me. I think he still has at least two three good years left. Um, but. What I wanted to add to this piece of news is knowing what we just talked about with Tua and him contemplating retirement, does it turn you guys off of drafting Tyreek Hill in the first round or early second? Does that bring his stock down a little bit, knowing that there's potentially that question in the back of Tua's mind that's saying that he might, like, if he gets another bad concussion, he might call it quits? And then knowing the backup there is Mike White, like, how are we feeling about Tyreek Hill? Go with you, Ant. Uh, always the risk, but at the end of the day, I mean, that much talent, uh, you, you might skip him in the first, even though, like, all of our drafts we've done and all this and that, we got him pretty much in the first round. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame you if you took him in the second, but you can't pass up him in the second round. I mean, come on, this is Tyreek Hill. I mean, come on, like, one play, 17 points, you know? Like, it's that easy, you know? So, yeah. it's, I mean, I it, it's high risk, high reward, but yeah. – definitely worth banking on you know just for the top five aspect i hear you how about you paul i don't think it hurts his fantasy value because he said he's gonna play till that that point so as long as he's playing till that point 
within the next two, three years. I mean, and he's still performing the way he he is. He's going to be a first-round, high second-round talent. So I don't think it hurts his fantasy at all. But, like, that year right after maybe, you know, when he, you know when it's on the fence, um, that's when you kind of want to start wondering about it. But I don't think we have anything to worry about for the next three years. Yeah, I'm kind of right in the middle of you guys. I, you know, I think the two news can maybe bring his his draft stock down a little bit for redraft next season. Um, just it's kind of it's. You guys remember years ago you would draft Antonio Brown with like a top three pick, right? But you'd always worry about Big Ben because essentially when Big Ben went down, so did Antonio Brown to some extent. Um, I don't know. I I don't think I feel totally about that way. That same way with Tyreek Hill and, and Tua. I still think even if like Mike White comes in, Hill can still be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, it, it's the same amount of risk, I guess, with any other player. So, all right, last piece of news here. So Saquon Barkley won't sign tender before offseason program. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about this one. So, Paul, I'm gonna pass it to you, man. What's going I, on with this? One? I think it's I think it's the same thing with Josh Jacobs uh, with the Raiders, man. I think it's just yeah, gonna it's gonna it's gonna go all the way to the end. I think you know once. Um, I mean, because you really don't need these guys in the preseason at all. The running backs, they'll find they'll find their groove. It's fine. They, I mean, just give them the playbook, and I, they know what what the four hole is or whatever. You know what I mean? I think it's fine. I think once it gets closer to the season, like usually the last week, I think um, you know the team makes a couple of moves. They kind of know what they have in place, and then they can kind of look at that money a little bit closer going into the season and try to get you, you know. Uh, add a little bit more guarantees onto that contract or maybe find a contract extension. And that like, I've seen it. I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, I think it's just all talk and just all buzz, but especially with running backs, you just, just kind of wait it out to the, uh, until the regular season starts. You should be fine. You're on mute, Ryan. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably the normal process. I'm trying to keep the, the kids from screaming in the background. Oh, well, I don't even hear them, man. You're good. <laughs> All right, that's good. Cool. Um, and anything to add on Saquon? Or it sounds pretty normal situation to me. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not going to play unless they get paid. Mm. I'll say that much. Like I, I, Josh Jacobs, um, there's a couple others. Evan Ingram didn't sign his either. I think I, obviously I think he'll sign his though because I, I think his tight end is a little different than a running back. Um, but Josh Jacobs, Barkley, I don't think they're going to sign unless they get paid. Because I mean, today's football, you get hurt, especially the running back now. Is the running backs are, you know, they're not getting paid jack. So. You only got five years, if, my boy. If you get hurt, your your stock drop, your stock drops. You go from making maybe ten to twelve mil to making six, seven mil, like Montgomery is making now. So I mean, I, I think they both sit. Um, like Paul kind of said, once the money you know levels out, once the draft picks come in, once rosters are kind of. You know, kind of finalized. You know, after the draft, then they they shoot them extra dough. They shoot them extra incentives. You know, whatever they got to do to spice it up, they get a deal done. Probably three, four year deal, and he'll be there for you know for the long term. Be a be a lifelong giant. Mm. So, all right, so that does it for the news, guys. Um, good little bits there. You know, especially some good stuff in there about Jalen Hurts and the 49ers. Um, definitely things we're going to need to monitor going forward. So let's dive into our next segment here. We're going to do uh, quarterbacks that have top ty- top five potential. And I'm talking about names that are like deep. We're talking QB 15, 16, 17, all the way to 20 um, that have potential to maybe get into the top five or be a high-end QB one. 
Um, this list, I think, Paul, we got this from Fantasy Pros, right? Yeah, correct. Cool. So what I was thinking, guys, is I'm going to we'll, – we'll go down this list. We have four names, and then we're going to have a sleeper pick at the end. Um, what I'm thinking, I'll pass the first <clears throat> one to you guys. One of you guys makes a case for them being potentially in the top five by the end of the 2023 season, and then the other guy makes a case for why they won't make it into the top five. Does that sound good? All right. All right. Let's do it. So the first name on the list is Aaron Rodgers, if he actually makes it to the Jets. <laughs> so, Paul, and um, who wants to make the case that Aaron Rodgers could make it into the top five of fantasy scoring for 2023? Ant, you got it, man. I'm all over it, man. I love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I love it. I'll draft him earlier than anybody else will. I think this guy will win MVP with the New York Jets. Uh, I think he'll kill it. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll win the division. Um, yeah, that's, I can keep on going, but we only got so much time. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Paul, make the case against him. Why shouldn't I draft Aaron Rodgers? <sighs> I mean, it's kind of hard because Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers, too. But <laughs> the thing about it is uh, um, how did the Jets' offense line? I mean, the only thing I don't – the only thing I see with Aaron Rodgers is the injuries. Uh, I know he plays through a lot of injuries. I know the guy – I mean, he's a lot older. And it doesn't take a lot uh, as many hits, uh, you know, as it used to back in the day with him. And he could just go out there and suit up the next week. But I think the only thing that that scares me is, you know, he's he's a lot older now, and the offensive line for the Jets. I don't know how how good it is, um, but just just protection for him. I mean, that's the only reason you got to be scared of uh, of drafting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he has all the firepower in the world if he gets to the Jets. But yeah, just protection is the only thing that you, you know, that could stop you. Yeah, it's I, I kind of feel bad for you, for you, Paul, because I, I actually like Aaron Rodgers, too, if he does make it to the Jets. And it's kind of hard. Like, I don't know about a top five. So I'll, I'll throw it out there real quick. I don't know if he'll make it to the top five. Like, it, he's going to have to have a lot of things go right. Like, yeah. Brees Hall is going to have to be a stud. Garrett Wilson has to take that year two leap, which could absolutely happen. Um, and it's Aaron Rodgers. Just got to stay healthy. Um, the case against it, I would say – injuries just like you said paul maybe that line is a little bit shaky he gets injured what do you, i think this last season had like a thumb injury or like an elbow or something like that um if he's not able to stay healthy then he's not going to make it yeah. so good stuff guys that's good um let's roll on to the next quarterback so next one up is Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa ranked qb12 who wants to make the case for Tua breaking into the top five i mean i'll talk about it this time i mean before the injuries, without injuries, man, we're talking about a 16, 17 game to it. Yeah. He's he's a top five quarterback, man. Look, he was putting up 40 points, 30 points in some leagues. I know we had a, a I know we had a whack league for our FedEx league. I don't know. <laughs> that was like one of the worst leagues, but the dude was putting up 50 points in that league. But, yeah. but in our standard league, he was still putting up 30. You know, I think he topped 35. When this guy is healthy, he's got he's got uh, Tyreek, he's got Waddle. I mean, the guys. Uh, uh, I mean, he's got he's got the receivers on the outside. Those are the only two receivers you need. And I, and I think they're gonna go and draft a tight end here and help out um, with the security blanket there. But when he is on his game, Tua is amazing to watch, man. Um, I, he could easily crack the the top five if he stays healthy. It's a pretty convincing case. There was a there was a stretch of weeks there, right, where he was averaging like thirty five points or something exactly. crazy. Like, yeah. It, it was amazing. Like, I, I didn't right. expect that from him. I, I could see him doing it again. Yeah, good stuff, Paul. And you got a case against Tua, why he oh, won't make it? Consistent. 
Way too inconsistent, inconsistent, man. He'll he'll, he'll give you 60 points one week, 12 points three straight weeks. They'll give you 28 the week following. You know, it's too inconsistent, man. I'd rather have a quarterback giving me 20, 25, you know, every week or, you know, 20, 23 range. Then the quarterback he's going to throw, he's going to throw a dud because he can't make accurate throws. Um, But, yeah, I I was actually just looking at his numbers. He had a couple weeks where he had 30, like you guys said. He had, like, uh, three weeks in a row where he had 30 in, like, the high 20s. But then the guy had I literally half his half of his games were under twenty, so I mean, it's 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 not convincing on my part yet. Um, I don't think you I don't think he'll sniff top five. I think he'll be maybe top ten if he had to play the full. You got to play full season to be top five. Too. Yeah, that's the big question, Marcus. Yeah. Is you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta play a full season to be top five, and that's yeah. Obviously, that's the biggest question mark with him. Like you just that's, said, that's probably the number one reason why he wouldn't make the top five. I mean, yeah. after seeing what happened last season, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good case, Ant. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think he's worth my me personally. I think he's worth taking a shot on the back end of the draft. You know, just just in the event that he does stay healthy, but it, it's a little risky. All right, next quarterback on the dock, uh, Mr. Billy. He's gonna like this one, Russell <laughs> Russell Wilson, QB seventeen. Who wants to who wants to take the burden of trying to tell us why Russell Wilson's gonna be a top five QB? Who any show of hands? Anybody want to do it? I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I got I, I to put a straight face on for this one. <laughs> as my, I literally – I love Russell Wilson to death. Great quarterback. Loved him in Seattle. Uh, loved how he played the game. Loved how he was, he was a constant winner. But at the end of the day, winning doesn't always get you uh, wins in fantasy. You know, you just because you, just because you have a great record in the NFL doesn't mean you're going to put up points every week in fantasy. Um, I, think he, I, I think he does do a lot better. Uh, Sean Payton will fix that. Uh, he'll 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 do tons better with the. I think the bolt that once you punch it, running back will do great for him. I think his. I think he needs more help at receiver. To be honest, that, that that might sound stupid, but I'm not huge on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Who knows about that guy? I, I like I like Jerry Judy, but you need to see more. You, you need you need consistency from Jerry Judy, and you're not getting the consistency. You saw towards the end of the season, you saw flashes where he put up some high games, but um. Yeah, if, if if you get some talent, more talent around him, yeah, he he could already be top five, but you see, need some couple more pieces around him. They they, they, they did be, they, sorry they 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 did put some big guys around in front of him, you know, the O line. So that that's a big plus right there. They added like three O linemen. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they did beef up the O line. Um, yeah, he's his whole career. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. I think the big one that you touched on uh, was Sean Payton. You know, if I think if there's anybody that could maybe revitalize his career, it might be Sean Payton. Um, Paul, what's your case against Russell Wilson? I think he's washed up, man. I, I haven't liked him since uh, his, the last season in Seattle when uh, he came off the injury with his shoulder and he just hasn't thrown the ball the same way he threw the, the, the previous six years. Just his, the way he throws the ball is flat. I mean, his little moonshots are just, they're not the same. It's not the same Russell Wilson from the first six, seven years he was there. He and then I, I, I seen it when he came to Denver. You know, because I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm watching those games, and it's just, it's just like, man, where's Danger Russ at, man? I used to love Danger Russ, man. I, I remember I was drafting three straight years in a row just because I wanted my fantasy name to be Danger Russ. I mean, he's just not the same anymore, man. I think. I think that the shoulder injury that he got in Seattle really messed him up. I still don't think he's back from it. 
I know there's something about they put a, a bolt or a screw in there. The mechanics are off. I know I know he's going to have a new coach in here, and I know he's a wizard, but I think uh, – I just think he's too hurt, man, and he's not – he's just – He's just lost all his mechanics. He's he's done, man. I wouldn't blame you for thinking that after what we saw last season. Um, I think it's just the you know time will tell. I guess if he if he comes out and looks like crap this next season, then yeah, I agree with you. He might just end up being washed. So all right, the good arguments, guys. So let's go to the next one on the list: Dak Prescott. QB I'll do the good. <laughs> and do you want to make the case for him? I'll do, good, I'll do the good part, and you do the bad part. Yeah, you want me to do the good? <laughs> I'll do the good. You do the okay. bad. Okay. No, nah, I'm kidding, man. I know. <laughs> I go was ahead say, go ahead be and interesting. Go, <laughs> go ahead and do, go ahead and do uh, the good, Ant. I know you're licking your chops when you see this one on. Let's go ahead. Man, this guy has a top flight potential. Potential every year. Every year he can be a top five quarterback, top seven quarterback, like I said. Like I said, time and time again. But time and time again, he proves us wrong, and he's only done it probably twice, maybe three times. Um, he has the weapons. Uh, with Zeke leaving, I think that actually helps him um, as long as our alliance is healthy. And uh, I think I think Michael Gallup would help him out a little bit. He, he never really had a chance to come off the ACL. Um, he – I don't know. People said he was good. Stat, the, you know, trainers and everybody said he was good to go, but he never looked like Michael Gallup. Anybody knows what you know Michael Gallup looks like. He he's not like blowing anybody away, but he he wasn't looking like that beforehand. He was a lot better than that. He you know made more cuts, you know, faster on, on the deep routes. Um, I think he'll help him out. And then our draft, I think we're gonna go offense. So that's you about Dak. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I also think, what do you think about Brandon Cooks? I think Cooks is still good. Brandon Cooks is, I don't want to say very good, but he's very consistent. Yeah. Very, very consistent. And that, that's, that's, that'll do wonders for Dak on the other side. Um, sure. He's had like a thousand yards almost every year he's played football. Uh, he doesn't get hurt. So, yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. I think, I think we add another receiver in the draft or go tight end maybe. Or, the first, within the first couple of rounds, I think our offense would be hard to stop. Nice. All right. Good case. Uh, Paul, you got a case against Dak. Oh, he's warming up for it. Sounds <laughs> a little biased to me, Ryan. That's he said everything that a Cowboys fan would say. All right. Let me tell you, let me tell you something about the interception king here. All right. Let me tell you a little, let me spit a little, little something here. The guy hasn't been the same since he his kneecap broke the other way or his foot. I don't care. I mean, he reminds me so much of Derek Carr, man. I don't know what you see in this guy. He's I mean, I've seen a couple of games where he just he, he throws it right to the right to the defensive player, man. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. The guy he goes out there, he plays scared all the time, man. I I, I see, yeah, he has his flashes where he'll throw those three touchdown games. But the word that I'm looking for is consistency, and he's not a consistent quarterback. Just like, uh, you know, Ant was talking about Tua, I, I see the same thing with that. I mean, yeah, he started off slow. I know he was coming back from injury the, uh, the season before, but he's not consistent to me, man. And he just throws way too many interceptions. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'm, not, I'm not huge on Dak, but 
I kind of I kind of side on on the side of Ant on this one. They have Brandon Cooks and Gallup coming back, but I mean, you know, I don't think Wait, it'll be a super popular. You throw pick. my boy Jose at tight end. He still he's, that doesn't really matter, man. Uh, I don't know if that actually helps, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you, you can put on here. We talk about that. Uh, he might lose a pinky in that one, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who you put with him, man. The guy, his decision making—that's what it is, man. Yeah, it's a little suspect. I, I'll, I'll agree. Um, that's a good. You know, he's going at QB nine too, at least in the rankings right now. So he's not far off of that top five. Um, if things break right, I could see it happening. Yeah, that'll that'll be one the interesting one to watch. So for the fifth one here, we don't actually have a name, but what I want to do, um, each of us, let's let's each pick a quarterback that we think um, has potential to break into the top five that maybe is not in the top five at the moment. Um, so Paul, I'm gonna go ahead and start with you, man, because you got one on the list here. Um, give Ant a little bit of time uh, to pick something. So who is your sleeper quarterback that could potentially break into the top five? So this is what I did the year before. I saw Jalen Hurts finish off the year extremely well, and that's what I took it into the next season. Like, the way he finished, I was sold. Like, when I went into last year's draft, I was sold. Like, I need to make sure I get Jalen Hurts at some time the year before. And I was like, I was hoping to get it. I, and I got him in the eighth round, which was – I was surprised. Um, <clears throat> but he was always on there because when I was drafted, I, I was like, okay, there's two other quarterbacks ranked in front of him, and I know those, those guys will go before him. But I was just lucky enough to get him there because of how he ended, like I'm saying, how he ended that season the year before. He was on fire. The guy was throwing four touchdowns, three touchdowns. He was putting up 25 points, 30 points. And what I and what it reminds me of is Trevor Lawrence on how he ended the season last last year. On I mean, he was just amazing. Even in the playoffs, I mean, I know he threw four picks or three or four picks to start the game, but how he ended it, if you put that in fantasy points, the guy had like four touchdowns still. So, I mean, he still would have had got you like, at least 25 at least 25 points. So the way he's ended the last season and with all the talent that he has, you know, he's got all those receivers, he's got the tight end, hopefully he signs that uh <clears throat> that that tender. Th- there shouldn't be no reason why this guy can't, you know, crack the top 5. I mean, I honestly I'm going into next season already putting him in my top 5. I like him right after Burrow. When I'm drafting, he's up there, man. That's spicy. I like it though. Made a good case for him. Um yeah, that I, I agree, Trevor Lawrence, man. He looked good at the end of the season. And uh man, I drafted him in the twelfth round and <laughs> I got I uh, I don't have diamond hands and I, I dropped his ass by like week. That'd have been a nice keeper, man. Yeah, it would have been. Would have been. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And do you got one yet? If if you don't Yeah, I took a gander. Um okay. he actually took mine. I I, <laughs> I was the biggest Trevor Lawrence hater for like the past three years. The guy is actually showing signs. Yeah, I I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. He's looking good. He's only going to get better. Um, I'm all on the train with that one. But uh, I'll do other than Rogers, which I already said earlier in the podcast. Um, I'll do I'll do Justin Herbert. Uh, Herbert throws for crazy amounts of yards every year. Um, I just see like like Paul says consistency. He needs he needs to be consistent. Two three touchdown game guy. You know he's too consistent. I know I know he had no weapons for like half the season last year, if not longer. Um, other than Eckler, so he had 107 catches, <laughs> but um, Herbert, he like he, he, uh, to the ceiling, man, with, 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 with what he could do, man. He he throws for five thousand yards every year, he can throw for 35 TDs with ease, with ease, and he has like nobody on his team. 
a lot of the time. You know, they're all hurt. They're all banged up. Um, his O-line's always banged up. O-line's always banged up. He's dealt the worst hand at all the quarterbacks. No-brainer. And he still puts up numbers. Um, they're not, you know, top five numbers, but with with a little more luck on the side, with a little more, you know, a little more health, a little more, you know, big guys up front helping him out a little more, I think he could easily slide in the top five. Hey, QB7 he was. Uh, or he's ranked, yeah, he's QB7, okay. and, and uh, Trevor Lawrence is QB8 on the rankings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Herbert's got the talent too, man. Like, he yeah. absolutely could get there. I mean, it's yeah. hard, man. Three or four quarterbacks are going to make it already. Almost no-brainer. Yeah. You got Josh Allen, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got uh, Herbert. I'm not Herbert, you got uh, Hurts. Hurts. You know, three quarterbacks right there, guaranteed. You know, <clears> almost guaranteed. So, I mean, you can only, you can only squeeze two more in there. Uh, yeah. Another one, maybe like Lamar Jackson, but he's already been there, so I mean, you can't really. And there's 12 teams, man. We got, I mean, yeah. you got 12 yeah. fantasy teams. I mean, yeah. I might even, I might be even be a, a douchebag, and I might take Burrow in the second round, and you know, run, hey. run two power quarterbacks. Shout out to my boy, uh, Aunt Royster, huh? <laughs> the power. Hey, 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 I'm gonna run the power, the power Q. You know what I mean? Do that. I'm hey, going somebody's gonna trade me. QB. Somebody will <laughs> trade me. Somebody yeah, that'll, will trade get, me. that'll get you. They, Trevor Lawrence will get you RB2 easy. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, I'll go next. So, do you guys ever? I'm going to dive real deep on mine. So deep. Like, you know how when you you got a bag of Cheetos, right? And you're getting to the end and it's nothing but the little crumbs at the bottom. You're looking for that last, like, good one. That's what I'm about to do right here. So, we're going to go into eh, so they got him about qb 13 right now he's kind of like a mid qb two ish i think danny turnovers or i said i'm oh, going to the bottom man. of the cheeto bag going all the way to the bottom oh, give me goodness. yo this guy this guy has never thrown 20 touchdowns in his career <laughs> my boy my boy brock brock Purdy for uh his oh, diners over here he, he threw way more hey. than him and he was Hey, Come on, man. Those are some stale Cheetos, bro. <laughs> it's some the bottom of the bag. I'm going to make a case. Oh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, oh, but here's God. my here's my argument. That is – all right, so, I got to hear this, man. All right. Uh, the biggest the biggest reason why I would say Daniel Jones has it just has a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if we're if we're really we're really searching the bottom of the chip bag, right? Looking for the one last good chip. Um it's because of the coach, Brian Dable. He is the same coach that took Josh Allen four years ago or three years ago. And if you guys remember, Josh Allen in that first and second year was a turnover machine, dude. He was overthrowing dudes. There were there were gifts on Twitter all the time about him overthrowing guys in the end zone. Um, all he was really known for was running the ball, rushing the you know in the end zone area, and he basically took Josh Allen and that cannon of an arm and turned him into something special. At least, or at least he contributed to it. Um, I'm not saying Danny Turnovers or Daniel Jones um, has the talent of Josh Allen, but I think we did see some improvement in that first year with Brian Dable, and I think with another year, you could potentially see more. Um, I think where he is lacking, at least on the Giants, is there's not a huge selection of weapons. Isaiah Hodgins is coming back. They have Sterling Shepard still. They have Saquon. So there's going to be some continuity. Um, but with another year under Dable, I could totally see another jump up for Daniel Jones, even though I don't really like the guy, like from a fantasy perspective, 
I usually don't draft him. I could, that's just my case. I think there's a shot that he could be a potential top five guy. Is it, is it, does it feel good? No. Usually when you get to the end of the bag, does it taste that great? Nah, it's a bunch of crumbs, but maybe there's a chance. <laughs> get that guy off the waivers. Yeah, I really yeah. thought you were going to say Justin Fields. But... Justin Fields oh, is a top quarterback. I think he's though. already top six-ish. Oh. Yeah, he's up there already, oh. man. Yeah. All right. Hey, that was a good segment, guys. You guys, you guys hit some good ones. Um, better than my pick. I just had to spice it up a little bit for you guys. Or yeah, I mean, you, up, you threw a, up a you, little bit. Yeah, you <laughs> threw away out there in left field, man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we're, t- All right. we're trying to help the people here, Ryan. Come on. Hey, look at this. <laughs> this guy's jumping in. Billy F. Gates. Hey. What's going on, man? Ain't not, not too much, bro. I really Uh-oh. can't talk. Yo, I really can't talk. That's why, this is why, this is why I said I was like, I'm not doing it tonight. Yikes. Hey. I just wanted to show my face. Voice. <laughs> it's horrible, bro. Oh, man. All right. So... We're going to go ahead and move on to the next segment. We're getting close to the to the hour here. Might run over a tad, but we're getting we're getting close. So our next segment, we're going to go over negative regression touchdown candidates. So that's kind of wordy, um, but basically what it means are players that have scored a lot of touchdowns in the previous season that are high or have a high likelihood of potentially not scoring as many touchdowns as they did the previous season. So we got a pretty big list here. Um, Let's just go ahead and start off. We'll do a quick roundtable. Tell me what you guys think. If um, whether you guys agree or disagree, do you think this player can repeat, or do you think they'll, you know, regress hard to the mean or regress hard to below the mean? You guys tell me. What do you think? We'll keep it quick. We got a big list. I think there's like almost ten names on here, so it's gonna be fun. So first up on the list, this guy was potentially a league winner for somebody i know billy had him on one of his teams and the dude was like a rb1 slash rb2 for most of the season that guy is a running back he was with the detroit lions now with the new orleans saints jamal williams finished off with 17 touchdowns last year expected touchdowns of 10 had a difference of 6.63 for last season um or actually, they got to take the back. That's prediction for this next season. Ten. Predicted. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think, Jamal Williams, Billy? Let's start with you, man. Man, I know I had him last year, but I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think that he doesn't. I don't think. I think he maybe gets like six. Being that's a stacked backfield over there, you still got to deal with Kamara. I mean, really depends if he's gonna play or how many games he's out. Um, but I think it's around around five to six touchdowns, especially with that offense. <clears throat> I'm with you there. Yeah, I think it's with Kamara. If Kamara plays, yeah. And what do you think, man? Think it gets uh, close to that number? Yeah, I, th- I think he gets ten. Not not even that difficult either. Um, Kamara probably just gets suspended the way the NFL is. He'll probably get four games, something like that. Uh, I'm just worried about the Saints' offense in general. We haven't seen nothing from them in a while. You know, a couple seasons, no consistency. Injuries every year, uh, no solid quarterback play, and now they signed Derek Carr. So um, we'll see that well, how that works out. But um, I think he, could, I think I think he easily touched ten with these. Um, it just depends on I mean, they always had a good old line, big bullies up front. So I think it just depends on uh, overall just the, the offensive chemistry. Nice, Paul. What do you think, man? I think with uh, 
Uh, if Kamara gets suspended, I think he gets over 10. I think I think if he doesn't get the suspension, I think he's under 10. Um, and I think if if he if he's that backup that you know the shared split role for sure, he gets about seven touchdowns. I think he you know that that's kind of where he's at because like George was saying, I mean when you're splitting with Kamara, man, Kamara's your go-to running running back. He's catching the ball uh, on third down for those uh, <clears throat> those quick uh, those quick passes. So. Most likely, he'll be on the on uh, on the field a lot more than uh, Jamal Williams would be. Kamara sure did get me a, a Monday night victory <laughs> <laughs> against Jose. Hey, what happened? Where's he at? Why didn't he show up? Because I didn't show up. He thought it was over. No show. You know how he is. What a loser, man. Living up to the moniker. <laughs> so, all right. Next on the list, we have Tony Pollard. Finished with twelve touchdowns last season. His expected was eight touchdowns, <laughs> so four over. Um. I don't know about this one. And let's start with you, man. How do you feel? What do you He's think about Tony Pollard? You gonna blow it up? Austin Eckler 2.0. <laughs> Anybody who takes them. Anybody who takes them. Y- y'all laughing now. I was coughing. I was oh, coughing. Man. I said, I said, y'all laughing now. I mean, we got one guy who just joined the chat, got the giggles. Yeah, you over there, you're coughing, looking like you're laughing. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm coughing, man. Tony Pollard's gonna kill this year. Um, <laughs> he's gonna blow it up. He's gonna have <clears throat> ten plus rushing TDs, probably five receiving. I say I, I got him around the fifteen to uh, twenty range. Oh, right. I, I like he, it. He is, he is the Cowboys' offense. How about you, Paul? Does I he think, regress to the mean? I think he regresses, and I think the expected touchdowns eight. He's right around there, eight. To nine, I don't think he cracks double digits. I think he stays right there. Um, I think I'd be aware of, of the Cowboys drafting a, a rookie running back in a draft, and I think that could, you know, uh, <clears throat> potentially be some play because you know we'll know after the draft, and then because I don't, I don't think you want to lean too much everything on Tony Pollard. You want to keep him healthy, man. I mean, you got him. Um, he's coming off an injury, and I think that's what it's going to be. I think he's going to have a little bit of a timeshare with a rookie coming in there and, and helping him out a little bit. Billy, how about you, man? Yeah, man, my 49ers took him out, man. And I don't know how long they took him out for it, but it's going to be for a while. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think that, you know, he he may crack 10, but I don't think it's what Ant's saying. Um, you don't think he gets 15 touchdowns? I don't think he gets 15, man. Come on, I, I, man. I, I, oh, nah. I, I, I think it's like what Paul's saying, man. You, you got to think what happens in this draft. They, they obviously let Z go for a reason. Um, they – I don't think that you know, especially with with what he broke. I think that it's it's really it's a really like wait and see type of thing. Um, those first couple games, man, we'll see where he's at with it. Um, that's really, I mean, that's why I'm saying like around ten touchdowns that seems seems about right. Yeah, I'm just kind of reading through the blurb here. Um, I think what you said, Billy. Is, is the biggest thing for me is is do they, who do they bring in as another running back? Do they bring in somebody like Leonard Fournette? Do they draft a running back? Whether I know we hear rumors about Bijan, um, but I also heard rumors of like maybe bringing in somebody like Roshan Johnson as a as a rookie. Um, I think it just depends on what the situation is. I I kind of side on him actually maybe going over 12 touchdowns, depending on that offensive situation. That's my personal opinion. I think he does kind of play like Austin Eckler. Um, it just depends on the offense for, for Dallas, in, in my opinion. Um, the other thing, too, you know, their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, left. Um, Zeke is gone. So, you know, it's, 
it's just some question marks. But I, I, at 12 touchdowns, I actually think he really could go over that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, but that's a tough one. All right, uh, next on the list, we have Austin Eckler. Had 18 touchdowns last season, expected 14 <laughs> touchdowns. Um, what do you guys think? Let's start with Paul on this one. Um, yeah, there's no way he's getting back to, <laughs> to the promised line with 18 touchdowns. Uh, I love Austin Eckler. I still think he's a great talent. I still think he's got some juice in the tank. Um, but like I said, the same thing with Tony Pollard. I think they're going to bring something in the draft or, like you said, maybe bring in a Leonard Fournette uh, to kind of ease uh, ease the workload off of him a little bit. But uh, 14 touchdowns, I mean, I can see that. The guy catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, 14, I was thinking kind of like a 12 to 13 range, so kind of like right there in the 14, but a little bit lower than 14. But I think it's that's a good spot for him. Nice. Uh, Billy, let's go with you next. Oh, sorry. Who was this for again? Sorry. Uh, Austin Eckler. Eckler? Oh, yeah, my guy, my other guy that I had. Uh, 18? That's a little too high, man. I, I think it's around 15. Um, I, obviously, he's the go-to in L.A., but he's, um, you know, he made a public statement saying he wanted to be traded. That, that, that weighs heavy, especially... Um, on off like the you know coaches and everything i mean that could take them out of potentially a lot of plays uh when a coach gets mad at you or an organization doesn't like you no more because of the things you say or the things your actions saying that you want to be traded you want out uh you know that that tends to hurt a player sometimes and if he had nowhere to go and he has to stick around well you know that's a that's on him there's consequences to every action man so i i, I don't think it's 18 I think it's less than 15, to be honest. And I think he barely cracks 15 at the end of the season. Yeah, I feel you. Ant, what do you think, man? Does he go over or under? Stays in San Diego. He has a chance. Go somewhere else, probably not. <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah. Either, either yeah. way, either way, I'm going to go with the, with the probably doesn't hit it. Yeah. Honestly, that, that's hard to do. 18 TDs, again, that's hard. And I think San Diego won't be as well, – I mean, not San Diego, sorry, yeah. Play won't be won't be as banged up as they have been in the past. Um, but right now, yeah, I, I don't see it. But if you say in San Diego, it, it could could happen. This is this is how Herbert dumps the ball off so much. L.A. man, not San Diego. Yeah. L.A. Nah, it's San Diego still. It's just like yeah, you know, it's how like how sleep train used to be. Arco Arena. It's always Arco Arena, man. <clears throat> didn't they didn't they blow it up? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they showed in. Why did I just find that out, man? I didn't even know they blew up Arco. They had like a farewell. I didn't even know that. They had a whole farewell event. Everybody was invited. You could have had a piece of Arco and, and all this other stuff. Like you could have got like some chairs and things out of the arena. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Right. Chair, My voice is shit, bro. God damn. <laughs> Uh, I'll finish off Austin Eckler real quick. So I, I don't think he hits 18 touchdowns. Um, I mean, Ant, you nailed it. If he if he stays with LA, he's got a shot. Um, if he goes anywhere else outside of the Bengals, which is highly, highly, highly unlikely, um, I just don't think he's going to hit that same production. So doesn't mean I'm off of him in the first round. I still think he has totally has the talent, could more than make up the points with receiving work. But I agree with that. Touchdowns is going to regress. I think. All right, next on the list, we have a receiver, Christian Watson, Green Bay Packers. He finished the 
uh, last season with nine touchdowns with an expected of 3.35. This guy burst onto the scene late season, might have been a league winner for some people. Uh, Billy, let's start with you, man. How do you feel about Christian Watson? Does he get the nine? Does he regress hard to the mean now that potentially Rodgers is going to be gone? What do you think? Look, man, it it don't matter. A good receiver is always going to be a good receiver. Yes, at the beginning of the season, Christian Watson made some boneheaded plays that threw Aaron Rodgers off, and that's why it took all the way to later on in the season for Aaron Rodgers to start hitting him again. It was that early, what, the first, second week, that long 50-yard bomb that uh, he Week one. Week one. There you go, week one. That he dropped, that kind of, like, hindered – his opportunities with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you got you got to think about this. Aaron Rodgers expects greatness out of everybody. But later on in that season, he came into form. He did he did what he needed to do. But give me this kid to have like 18 touchdowns, man. He's gonna be the star on Green Bay, regardless of Aaron Rodgers or not. Jordan, this is gonna be Jordan Love's go-to guy on that field. And I feel like he's gonna have this is gonna be a great season for him. I feel it. Ant, what do you think, man? I'm honestly kind of stumped with this one. This is, caught me off guard. Uh, they have nobody else in Green Bay, so it wouldn't surprise me if, they, if he hit the nine. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he don't hit nine. I'm going to say he's right, right around the six, seven range. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. This guy, They have nobody around him. Um, Jordan Love. I, I'm honestly more worried about Jordan Love than I am about Christian Watson. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Paul, what do you think, man? So he had nine actual touchdowns last season. They're expecting him only 3.35, so maybe four touchdowns this season. The disrespect yeah, uh, the disrespect of a receiver. I get it. I get Jordan Lutz probably going to take over, but geez, man, you don't disrespect a guy like that. I mean, I think he gets 1,000 yards and, you know, 1,100 yards and seven, maybe eight touchdowns. I think he's – that type of receiver just because like we're all saying i i don't know what to expect from buddy love over there in, in green <laughs> bay so i mean yeah i mean I, I the game i saw um love play one was good and one was just horrible so you you, you got a mixed bag with this guy and um if he's not throwing darts and he's not throwing it on target it's not christian watson's fault so that's that's the big key here but to get more than 3.5, yes, he gets more than 3.5. He's getting seven touchdowns this season. I was being highly optimistic for my guy, Christian. Bro. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll throw my two cents. I, man, uh, I'll be honest. Like, my initial, like, first impression or first, like, take that comes to mind is that I'll probably stay away from drafting him, which sucks because he's a second-year receiver and has that chance to break out. Um. Part of me says, you know, somebody has to catch the ball in Green Bay, right? Like, he's probably going to be the number one. But the other side of me is like, you could have made that same exact argument for Darnell Mooney a couple seasons ago. And look how that turned out. <laughs> Darnell Mooney. So, Who's, so, that? I mean, Who? I mean, Who's that? Well, he, he was the number one in Chicago. You know, you know we play him. <laughs> it's such a disaster. I mean, it, you know. It's Mooney. <laughs> So, I, you know, Christian Watson, I mean, I think he's talented. Um, I'm worried about Jordan Love and that whole Packers offense. I I do kind of think they have a chance to be better than advertised, but I just don't know how good from a passing standpoint with Jordan Love. So um, I think he regresses below nine, um, probably be in that five, six, seven range. Seven at the highest. All right, next on the list, and Paul, you ain't going to like this one, man, so I'm going to start with you. 
Devontae Adams, Las Vegas, had 14 touchdowns last season, expected <laughs> nine coming up. What do you think, man? Yeah, he's not he's not cracking 14 touchdowns, uh, but he definitely is going to have more than nine touchdowns. I think he has – I think he dips down a, a couple. I think he goes to like 12 touchdowns this season. Uh, he's still an elite wide receiver, man. You still can't sleep on Devontae Adams, man. I don't care who's throwing the ball. It could be uh, Jimmy G, my boy Brian exactly. Hoyer. It could be whoever we pick it, whoever we pick as a rookie. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the football, man. My boy's gonna make enough space for him to, you know, catch the football, and he's gonna yards after the catch. I mean, Devontae's just that good, and I still think he uh, he he has about twelve touchdowns next season. All right, let's go to Ant next. What do you think, Ant? I'm gonna do uh, the same thing Georgia said about Christian Watson. What do receivers do? Or good receivers do? You know, that's what they do. Good receivers they make plays regardless. Monte Adams, probably the best receiver in football, arguably. He's going to make moves regardless. He's going to make plays regardless. He's going to get open regardless. I don't care who's throwing the ball, like Paul said. He's going to get open regardless. He's going he to have, have one game where he has three TDs, one game where he has no TDs. But those three TDs, zero TD games are going to average out, and he's going to have around 14, 15. So, yeah, I think he gets 14 again. Uh, that's not even hard to do for him. I don't care who's throwing the ball. It could be Baker Mayfield. It could be – Jordan Love, it could be Jimmy Garoppolo, it could be Brian Hoyer, it could be some rookie like. Hey, Paul. my boy Jared Stidham last season threw him two it touchdowns. Be, it could be any quarterback in the league, he still put up. Jared Stidham, I don't even just know who that is that, anymore. Just, just the fact that Jimmy G is a veteran, he at least knows what to do with the football. We all know what the he's done on the Niners. You know, he's iffy, wishy-washy from week to week, but he still knows how to throw the football to an extent. He get, and Devontae Adams on the slant routes all day long, 10, 15 yards. Cake, uh, 14 15 with, with these. I like it, Billy. What do you think, man? Man, look, I can't argue with myself. I, I good point that <laughs> at, but I, I can't do that. Uh, but look, man, I, I, I'll say this I, I think he did, he does go above nine. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think he gets uh, like 12, like, like Paul's saying. And only reason is because he is the, the best wide receiver in the NFL. But the only thing is, all his touchdowns are gonna have to be from outside of the red zone. That's the only caveat to this is all is everything will have to be behind that 20 yard line. And and I only say this because I know what happens in the red zone with Jimmy G. He can't get it done in the red zone. He is horrible in the red zone. We've seen it with the Niners. I mean, he got carried by Debo. He got carried by Elijah. He got carried by Mostert and George Kittle. Um, so, again, I feel like all every single touchdown is going to come from outside of that red zone. He may he may get one in the red zone, but that, that's about it. Everything else, is, it's going to be Devontae Adams doing some dirty work, hard work. He's going to earn his money this season. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm going to kind of just go with all of you guys. I think that He's going to get over that double-digit mark for sure. Um, a lot of it, you know, I didn't really think about Jimmy G in the red zone too much. I, I remember what I saw of Devontae last season and him being just just deadly at the line of scrimmage and those short yardage catches and stuff. Um, just the talent. I think the talent is going to shine out in this one. So I'm not too worried about Devontae. Does he hit 14? Probably not. But like you said, probably 11, 12, 13 maybe. That's still, that's still worthy of a high pick. All right, next up, Jahan Dotson, Washington Commanders. He had seven touchdowns last year as a rookie. Expected 2.86. Hmm. 
difference of 4.14. <laughs> Yikes. What are, we, what are we feeling about Jahan Dotson? <laughs> that has to be due to the quarterback, first. man. <laughs> first of all, before you start with anybody, who's their quarterback? Good question. Um, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, I'll pass. It's not on here. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. I'll, I think I'll he was a rookie you. last year. I don't um, I'll take this one real quick, and we could pass it on. We could move on. Um, I can't. I can't remember the name. The name of the quarterback, but it's. I think he was a rookie last season, and they're high on him. But it's a total unknown. Like we do not know like what this guy is going to do coming in the first year as a starting quarterback. Um, it's bugging me. I'm going to go find it here in a second. Um, I think about- Jahan Dotson is. Is what's his name? You talking about the rest of his quarterback? Yeah. I think I think they're going to start Sam Howell. Sam Howell, that's that's, that's what it is. Really, yeah. it's, start. it's Sam Howell. Well, I, I think that they signed Brissett too, I think. But I mean, they, you never know. They, they got brisket, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, my boy, Jacoby Brisket. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 they're starting to they're talking about starting Sam Howell, but I don't know. That's gonna turn. I, I don't believe it until after the draft. I'll, I'll start this one then. Um, I think Jahan Dotson is extremely talented. The guy is a just an absolute playmaker, um, had some amazing catches. He's still the number two with Terry McLaurin in the offense. They have a new quarterback, Sam Howell. They got Jacoby Brisket, who, I mean, I think Brisket's not that bad, man. But um, I would say this. The X factor for me for that whole commander's offense, and maybe you guys forgot, I almost forgot, they have Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City as their offensive coordinator now. I think that's mildly interesting, just from my opinion. I don't know what that looks like from an offensive standpoint. We know – what Kansas City is obviously Sam Howell's not Patrick Mahomes, but do they take some of those same concepts and try to implement them into the Commanders? I think it's mildly interesting. Does does Jahan Dotson does he get the seven touchdowns again? I think the only way he hits that is if like McLaurin goes down on injury and Dotson becomes a number one. What they, do you don't guess? they still have Curtis Samuel too? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yep. How do you know that Sam Howell is not no Pat Mahomes, man? How do you know that? You're right. We don't know. Hey, he could be. He could sneak into the top five. We kind of missed him earlier in the show. We, you know, you never know. wasn't even on the list. <laughs> Are they going to implement that uh, Chiefs little rodeo thing that we saw? <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's I yeah. hate that thing. Let's do. Let's do a quick roundtable. Billy, does he get the seven? Yes or no? No. Ant. Yes. Ooh, I like it. I like the guy. All right. I like it. What about you, Paul? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Three no's in the yes. Although, Ant, I kind of, I'm kind of with you. Like, ah, I said no, but I, I actually do like him as a receiver. So you want to like say him. yes? Well, I, think, I think I think Bynum needs to do wonders. Uh, he, he could be a gadget guy. You know, he missed like five games last year. And he had seven TDs. So I mean, missing that point of a TD, this guy could have put up double two TDs. Yeah, Tyler Heineke is a quarterback. It don't matter. He had seven TDs and it was five games. Cool. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, this is this is an interesting one. Um, Taysom Hill, quarterback, tight end, whatever you want to call him. Um, he had nine touchdowns last season. Is expected as .73, less than one touchdown. Um, what do we think about Taysom Hill? <laughs> Does he do it again? Unless he goes to Denver, I don't think so, man. That was Sean Payton's go-to guy, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have Payton last year. Oh, you're right, I mean, you're right, you're right. He's still with the Saints, right? Like, is he? Still- yeah, I think. Yeah, he's yeah, still he's with still the Saints. Saints. 
Is he still yeah. with the Saints? Who's uh, the coach over there? <laughs> uh, is it, is it, is it uh, Dennis Allen? Yeah, Dennis Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Taysom Hills. I mean, he's a gadget player. Why are we talking about Taysom Hill? I, I, check he's this out. Check this out. This is a quick one right here. They 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 didn't really have a quarterback. I I get it. They they did it with Drew Brees a little bit, but Derek Carr is going to be in there under center every every snap. He's not going to get the same chances uh, oh, that he, right. he normally gets. Over there. So so Derek Carr is going to be under center. Derek Carr is not going to come out of the game and let this guy over there and, and, and kind of change momentum. It's not going to happen. This guy's going to have to be strictly a tight end, and he's not going to get nine touchdowns. I think he he's well under that. They predict him only like one touchdown this season. I think he gets more than that. But I think he gets you about four. So my two cents, I think it all depends on what number Derek Carr is going to wear. Do you know what number Derek Carr is going to wear, Paul? Is he's it a single to, digit? He's, he's dead to me, man. Is it, <laughs> what did he? What number did he wear with with the Raiders? Number four. It's a single digit. Okay. Yeah, I I say Taysom Hill gets close to nine touchdowns. They're about the. <clears throat> this is why they both got single two. digits on their on their jersey. They're oh. both about the same height. You don't know who's in there. <laughs> it's a trick place. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, Derek Carr is still wearing number four, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Aunt Billy, what do you guys think? No. No, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, no. Nah, right There's no way he's going to have any TDs. Like, like Paul said, Derek Carr is the signal caller. 100% Derek Carr behind center. Um, and if he's, if he's going to be just a tight end, Who's he gonna burn? Who's he gonna beat on the defense? Like, come on, man! This guy only scored because he was a, a trick play, you know, a little razzle dazzle crap. Other than that, man, this guy's straight bum. <laughs> Taysom Hill, the bum. I got it. All right, Billy, over or under. Think under. he hits nine under. Under, big time. I get it. He's not a popular pick, but we'll all be dropping huge fab for him by week four. <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he goes off at 35 points. When he's considered a tight end again, throwing touchdowns. Yeah. He's already 33 years old? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. He's only been like five years. Yeah. Yikes. He, he, has, he has like the, the Brandon Whedon. Oh. Uh, Got drafted late. I feel like they're going to make a movie about him someday. Got into the <laughs> league late. You know, get all against the odds. Can't throw the ball, but can run it. You know, it's going to be like the Kurt Warner movie like yeah. on, on Lifetime. that's what tebow should have been (laughs) all right next up um on the list george kittle tight end san francisco had 11 touchdowns last Uh season uh expected touchdowns just under five with 4.89 um george billy that was my guy bro Billy, I'm starting off with you, man. They short. I'm about to lose my voice even more, bro. <laughs> you get mad? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, what are we talking about here? Once Brock Purdy's back, hopefully he's back. I mean, I read some reports saying that, you know, he might miss the whole season. Who knows? But, man, George Kittle, man, he's going to have way more than five. He's going to be double digits again this year. He's going to show you. He's going to show people why he's the number one tight end in this league. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like he gets double digits this season. He's gonna he's gonna go crazy. He's gonna do what he needs to do. Trey Lance is gonna get him that ball, man. Get him at least ten touchdowns this season. All right, um, Ant, let's go with you. He lost me with the top tight end and the Trey Lance. Trey Lance won't be a Niner. He's not he's not the top tight end, but he will give you over ten TDs. 
him and him and uh, Purdy had a good chemistry. They looked real good, and uh, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for him. Purdy, I think I think he rejuvenates them. I think it makes them better. He he was gonna do a little stint there where he wasn't doing junk. Nothing. He was pass blocking. Yeah, he was pass blocking, and he was getting like two catches a game, like nineteen yards, and then not, and then Purdy came in. Fed him in the in the red zone, and this guy was scoring three TDs a game. I'm all about I'm all about that. Paul, what about you, man? With Brock Purdy, yes, he's double digits. Without Brock Purdy, he goes back to just blocking and just doing what the old George Kittle used to do and two catches in ten yards. But yeah, Brock Purdy, we all know that he he changed the game for George Kittle. We all saw that postseason, end of the season, and it, it, since he basically took the uh, under uh, over under center, so. Yeah, but with that chemistry is just unbelievable. Without him, he's just another another blocking tight end, man. Do you think that Trey Lance is gonna go back to running? And that's the whole reason why George Kittle was doing a lot of the pass blocking was because of the 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 way that Trey Lance was able to be like Lamar Jackson with that broken leg. I don't think he's gonna be running. I think he's gonna end up turning into more of a pocket passer and trying to get that ball out. Well, he's got a lot of work to do with that. He showed the fuck. Yeah. Show does, man. Show yeah. does. <laughs> He's got a lot of work yeah. to do. I, uh, I don't know. We were talking earlier in the news about the trade request that they're getting for Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they traded him. I think it's it's Purdy's job. Um, and I'll agree with the rest of you guys. If if Purdy's the starting quarterback, Kittle, man, that's that's a top two, top three tight end for fantasy for me. Um, I mean, he as soon as when Purdy got in the lineup, he damn near turned into Travis Kelsey from like a protect from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. You can't pass that up. So the 11 touchdowns over under, I would say if Purdy's there and he starts all 16, 17 games, um, he could hit the over mm-hmm. in my opinion. So yeah, good stuff guys. So last one on the list and we'll wrap up the show. Got another tight end, Jawan Johnson for new Orleans. He had seven touchdowns last year. Surprisingly. Um, and I think this guy was on the waiver wire pretty much the whole season. <laughs> I think everybody um, shared a little piece of him uh, every yeah. other week. <laughs> I know he was on my roster a couple times, but he was always the first guy I'd cut. <laughs> um, so, Paul, let's start with you, man. Does he hit seven over or under? I think he hits – I think he's over seven just because Derek Carr is there. Derek Carr likes to spread that football around. Um, he likes the tight ends. He had Jar- When Darren Waller was healthy, you know, Darren Waller – you know, was amazing. Even with our backup, uh, Foster Moreau, you know, he would he would throw it to him. I think with Derek Carr in New Orleans and Juwan Johnson there, he's got he's got good talent at the tight end. Yeah, I'm for sure. Yeah, I'm taking the over with that. I like it. Billy, let's go with you. I agree with Paul, man. You got Derek Carr who can sling that rock. He loves his tight ends, man. Um, I say that Juwan Johnson's going to have himself a good year, man. I think he's uh, above. And what do you think, fantasy? Go over or under? I agree. I checked his numbers out. Uh, with what he had last year and the fact that he scored 17, is saying a lot by itself. But the fact that he has Derek Carr there um, who can put the ball in the money from time to time. Uh, yeah, I see him going over. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I thought this guy was going to be a sleeper, but apparently not. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually agree with you guys. Derek Carr, um, I think, is a factor, you know, in the way he uses tight ends. And I actually like Jawan Johnson a lot for next season. Um, as far as, like, draft-wise, I mean, 
he'll probably still be a late pick, but I think he's a solid pick late, you know, if you if you don't take a top flight tight end. So good stuff, guys. I like it. I'm gonna take the over with you. And so with that, that is the end of that segment. So let's do a quick round table. Any final thoughts? Paul, you got anything else before we part with our with our fans on the other side? <clears throat> I just want to take uh, a little time and say to all my Warriors fans out there, it's never over until the fat lady sings. And uh, just let you know, let you guys know the Kings played a great two games. Congratulations. But we'll be back in the Bay. We don't need Draymond. We don't need Draymond in the Bay for this one, for the first one. We're going to be all right. And uh, this one's going, this one's still going to go seven games. We're going to have an exciting first, uh, first round here. Unfortunately, that is not what's gonna happen. The Kings in five. We probably we dropping one in Frisco for show. We dropping one in Frisco. And I think we actually lose this next game. I think it's the game the game after that when Draymond's back that we wipe we wipe you guys on the floor and then we went back home or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then we went back home and we kick you guys out the playoffs. It's over. It's a wrap, bro. We got two more. We stop in the yard. We stop in the yard both times. We stop in the yard both times in San Francisco. Stop the yard, my boy. The best. Who, who's the best road team in the NBA? Remind me. In the playoffs? I don't know. We have to find out. Who's the best road team in the NBA this past season? Remind in me. In the playoffs? I don't Tell know. Me. We'll have to find Remind out. Remind me. Well, oh, because obviously the, the best home team is in the NBA. The Warriors obviously was mm-hmm. the worst road team in the NBA, and that was in the regular season. And look what what just happened. It carried over. It's all good, man. It's all good. We played really good. Is it your Lakers? No, it's probably the Warriors. It's the Warriors, man. <laughs> yeah, Warriors have like an 800 oh, winning. Geez, man. Um, you like argue with yourself. But, uh, <laughs> and yeah, you well, got any final thoughts, man? Hell yeah, know. man. Uh, Lakers took a big L tonight. Tough one. But we'll come back strong in L.A. I don't know what our next game is. It's probably Friday or something. we got like three days off now. NBA soft like that. Uh, Kings 4-2 in the series. I'm not – Kind of poke you, Paul, but can you get you this year? Don't. The end of a dynasty. David versus Goliath, maybe. I'm going to go ahead and put a bow on this thing. I think the Kings finish the series off. Cut. Probably going to be five games. Be my guess. Maybe six. But uh, it's a hell of a series. You know, shout out to Steph. Steph's one of my favorite players to watch. So I this series has been a blast, dude, um, especially as a Kings fan. But shout out to the Kings. Shout out to Coach Brown winning Coach of the Year tonight. Shout out to De'Aaron getting Cluck Player of the Year. Um, hell of a series. Um, but with that, we got our final thoughts. Before I let the stream go, for if you guys are listening, go ahead and check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We got a live podcast coming up this Friday, which is going to be all sports talk, everything football, basketball, boxing, you name it. Um, so check us out. We got a ba- baseball podcast. What day is that on, Paul? Is that Sunday? Sundays. Yep, Sunday's got fantasy baseball, so make sure to check out Paul and Ant. That's a fantastic podcast. Um, but like I said, we got tons of content for you guys. We got more stuff coming on YouTube. Uh, be sure to check us out, subscribe, and uh, you know, make sure to ride along with us. I know we'll probably be doing something here for the draft coming up, which is very close. Actually, I think less than two weeks away. So is it next week? Right around the corner. Yeah, I think so. Actually, it is next week. I'm sorry. Yeah, next week. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of content covering Big the draft. Yank time, boy. Yeah, that's going to be fun, guys. I'm looking forward to that. So hey, who's, who's going to be in the building on Friday? I don't know if I'm going to be there yet. I'm going to try. But uh, what about you guys? You know I'm there. I'll be there. <laughs> 
Hey, yo, we also got a pre our pre draft where we're pulling our uh, our numbers. I think is it next month or the, yeah. the month before? So, I think we're are we doing that on on uh, on a pod? Yeah. The draft lottery. The, uh, our draft lottery. Yeah, yeah we're doing that on the pod. Hey, so are you gonna pull up? Are you gonna pull up, Paul? Are you scared? On, fr- on Friday? Yeah, you pulling up? If oh, the Kings man, win, I, I will see. Paul, if you okay, man. If the Kings win, I'm not seeing Paul. I'll say that right now. I already now. got my permission slip signed for Saturday, man. I got to get one for Friday, <laughs> oh, too. God. What's Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh, Saturday oh, the fight. Javante. You got the fight. Javante. Yeah, I got the fight on Saturday. Non-football related. King. Like Paul King. just said. King Henry. Oh, no, not King Henry. King Ryan. King Stop Ryan. It. King Ryan, my boy. King Ryan, my, boy my boy's too hey. fast for him. What, what, we got on the, what we got on the fight? What we got on the oh, fight? Man. Oh, man. 50, 50 each? 50 each? 50 Book each? It. Book it. Each. All right, bro. That's easy. That's an easy hundred dollars. Why is bets on the podcast, guys? Why bets? They're taking Garcia versus Vonta Davis. Let's go. Easy work. I, I will make sure that I FaceTime you guys because I know you guys are going to be at the same spot. I know my cousin Ant's going to be over here. We're going to be watching that shit. Nice. Yeah, I got to get my voice back. Yeah. All right, guys. So that is it for the podcast. Like I said, like, subscribe, make sure to follow along. We got tons and tons and tons of content. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take Peace. Care. Go Kings. Dub Nation. Light the beam. Ugh.